Welcome to Late to the Movies. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it's either going to be something like a, uh, honestly, a perch perfect rendition of the point that I'm worried we will have to pay John Williams for the rights to that song, or something along the lines of, Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holland. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots each week. We'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, kicking off a theme month, which we'll talk about the name of the theme because I'm pretty excited about a few options. And we gotta <laughs> we gotta drill down on it. But this whole month, the theme will be Steven Spielberg's summer blockbusters. We are starting with 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. My guests today, left to right across your podcast aisle, we got Kay. Hello. Sam. Hi. And Bree. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, a couple options. Um, just saying, you know, the sad that every time. It's uh, Steven Spielberg's Summer Blockbusters, and we're picking four of them. Or I'm partial to Hot Steve Summer. Mm. <laughs> Very good. Hot Spielberg summer. Mm. Or we accidentally <laughs> called it Big Steve Summer on the way over. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was even, you go like one step beyond into just complete nonsense. And I kind of was partial to that too. Because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so you guys have a preference? So I was definitely on the Hot Steve Summer until I heard Big Steve Summer. <laughs> That's where I'm at. He's I not even a large man. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. Does he even go by Steve in his personal life? No. Unclear. He definitely doesn't go by Big Steve. <laughs> yeah, so I think Big Steve Summer is the winner. As, uh, as, as much meme bait as Hot Steve Summer is, I think it's got to be Big Steve Summer. <laughs> no, definitely. All right. <laughs> Big Steve Summer. <laughs> So before we get into Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, let's talk about what you guys, well, let's talk about what we were talking about before I hit record. Uh, what have you guys been watching lately? Anyone can jump in. Uh, so I was saying before, I just finished the second season of Bridgerton, which I know is late. Um, I find it really hard to watch complete seasons of anything during the school year. So <laughs> this is I my first week of summer vacation. So I was able to finally finish Bridgerton. I like it a lot. I was saying to Bree that it's, like a show that I enjoy. It's probably not one of my favorite shows, I wouldn't say, but it's a good show. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It was a nice like intro to summer time. So that's me. Yeah. Intro to summer, summer 101. Yeah. Um, We actually, and I wouldn't talk about it before, but we did watch, uh, what's that Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller oh, movie? Oh man, Spiderhead. So we watched Spiderhead. What a load of garbage. <laughs> So I, I actually want to address that off the top. Yeah. In the last episode, which was recorded, uh, it wasn't even the last episode, actually. It was um, now two episodes ago, even though I recorded it before, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. In the Stranger Things episode, we started talking about Netflix's uh, failing business model yeah. <laughs> and how they had this movie directed by the guy who, who directed the currently number one movie in America, um, at the time we recorded Top Gun Maverick. Um, it's starring maybe like the most bankable, maybe Avenger at this point, someone who has a Thor movie coming out in like mm -hmm. a freaking week. Um, sorry, I got excited. Um, uh, also, Miles Teller, who is one of the stars of the number one movie in America as this yeah. is coming out. 
And on a podcast where it was me and three people who do a podcast about movies, have you guys ever heard of Spider-Man? And none of them had. Mm-hmm. And then it came out. Turns out it kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, it's, now it looks like I was like, you guys aren't going to believe it. You're going to see Spider-Man. Your mind's going to be blown. And maybe Netflix was like, we don't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> They definitely um, spent over a hundred million dollars on that, just yeah. with the people involved. I would mm-hmm. have to think. Oh yeah, Those oh, yeah. Are some big checks. And there's some like a lot of the set design is all in one. Like I guess it's kind of a spoiler, right, yeah. but like yeah, it's it doesn't move around prison, a lot. Right? Yeah. Um. So there's that. But it it so it's funny. Uh, I had never heard of it. Um, Bree's dad actually put it on while we were there. We mm. didn't even like choose it. It was more like this movie's just on, and then like after like ten minutes, we're like, I guess we're just watching this whole movie right now. Uh, I think my dad pranked us though, because like he put it on. He's like, oh, it's a new Netflix movie. He didn't watch it with us. No. He left the subtitles in Spanish because that's yep. just how his Netflix is set up. Yep. And when he was done, he's like, that's a shit movie, isn't it? In Spanish, so I was like, so you watched it already and just let us <laughs> waste our time. I need someone to have this pain with me. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it was fine. There were good moments. There were tense moments. Uh, it it just kind of played like a like a like sub Black Mirror episode. To be honest, yeah. like just a longer. Is that the one where it's like there, like some experiment is happening? And yeah, uh, okay. it's like, uh, like unethical, like, like uh, late stage capitalism gotcha. kind of stuff. Yeah, it is based on a short story. That yeah, you might be. Familiar. It yeah, works okay. way better as a short story. So I re- that was the because I was thing. like, as you're like saying the name again and again, I was like, I feel like I know it's of a short this. Story. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I re- yeah I read the I read the. Like, um, I think, like, the Wikipedia or something, or just, like, some website's, like, recollection of um, the short story. Mm-hmm. And the short story reads, like, a great Black Mirror episode. And yeah. the ending's completely different. Yeah. And, like, so, yeah. Oh, interesting. Spoilers yes, for people who have read it and are watching the movie. But <laughs> it's one of those things where I was like, I see why the movie changed that. It wouldn't, the ending of it, it seems like the kind of thing that would work much better as a book. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, it ends with, like, you know, like uh, Miles Teller's character's inner thoughts in the book. It's mm-hmm. harder to portray that in a movie, you know, stuff like that. Kind of like thinking stuff like, um, uh, what's that uh, short frame of short sci-fi short story? Um, uh, I have no mouth and I must scream kind of a thing. Like that's obviously a better book than it would ever be in like a visual media because there's just too much subtext and things going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's it was it was fine. I don't think... Miles Teller continues just to get the job of like weird cast off Shia LaBeouf movies. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was talking to Bree about just like how every generation just seems to have like this weird like he's clean cut, but there's something uh, off about edgy. him. Yeah. He's like a little <laughs> edgy, but you wouldn't call him edgy. Right. Like I don't know, like that Shia LaBeouf definitely landed on ten years ago, and now Miles Teller's taking the entire thing. <laughs> But, you know, it's fine. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, amazing American accent. I'm just throwing that out there. Chris Hemsworth uh, did a great acting job. Like, yeah. I will say that's probably the only good thing about this movie. <laughs> I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. Yeah, yeah Sam. He, and, and he, he did a great job in it. He does an act American accent not f- like not from the Benedict Cumberbatch over Aring. <laughs> School you know, growling. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, it seemed natural, like, to the degree mm. that I'm like, like yeah. Couldn't really place it, just seemed crisp, Amer- you know, like that's always American. really nice, yeah. So, yeah, good for him there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch, yeah. yeah. There's just so much, stuff there's so much to watch. Yeah. What are there always oh, is, and I, uh, I in that department finally made my way through Barry since the last oh, nice. time we were I was just gonna together. bring that up since the last time we recorded together. I've watched all of the available Barry, the first three seasons. Uh, yeah, as as you texted to me, that is that gets real bleak. <laughs> 
Well, well, it's dark. The last oh episode God. of that show is definitely putting uh, BoJack Horseman on notice for darkest episode of a comedy <laughs> show. Of yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, well, I think it? I don't think I don't think I could say like I liked the show since like <laughs> the end of season one. Yeah, but um, it's still really interesting, and the performances are especially Henry Winkler. And, yeah, everybody's um, so good. Everyone's really good in it, but I just feel like the writing is nowhere near on the same level as the acting. It's tough to me. What do you say that the... Uh, the the haters specifically was... wrote it to make it feel like a panic attack. Yeah, and... <laughs> All right, yeah. That's I told, what it feels like. I told yeah, her... Yeah, definitely felt like it. I told her I'd finished season two. Obviously, it cut for COVID, you know, or it broke yeah. for COVID, so, like, it was, I think season two was, like, 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. Um... I told her I wasn't sure if I would have started watching season three again if we hadn't like just kind of like I had just mentioned Barry a couple times in passing and she was eventually like, oh, let's watch Barry. I was like, oh, the new season's coming out. Makes sense. Perfect yeah. time. Like we've mentioned in our previous show that we started watching Barry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I'm glad I watched it. I feel like it's doing a very interesting thing by having a main character who hasn't been who was like never really three dimensional and is just kind of a cipher yep. and hasn't been redeemable since the end of season one, really um, considering how season one ends. Uh, even what he does earlier in season one, like that's yeah. the thing. Like, but even that, right. Yeah. yeah. Once, once he starts killing people that aren't. Yeah. The first innocent killing he makes, yeah. I kind of turned to her and it's like, and that's what I literally, when we do, that was like halfway through season one, I turned to her and saying, and that's when I kind of started hating Barry, <laughs> like not right, yeah. necessarily the show, but just like, it's tough to have a main character. They do a decent job of at least putting him around people that are worse yes. in some ways. But I feel like, yeah, this season, it yes. was, this season, not as much almost, like, but like, season. yeah, the non organized crime people that he's around whose yeah. lives he is making actively worse every day. And you're kind of just like, man, I wish these people could stop hanging out with Barry. Yeah, I could do another hour on Barry, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, no, I know we all could, and we're going to cut most of that out, because um, even though I just caught up, the third season only ended pretty recently, so people mm-hmm. might be behind. Yeah. Um, there's just so much stuff to watch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Is that John Williams? Uh, no, it's not. It's, um, it's us transitioning into <laughs> the main part of the show. <laughs> So I've seen this movie a whole bunch of times. Um, Kay has too. Mm-hmm. You probably have. I believe I've seen it straight. Like I, this might be one of the first times I've seen it straight through, but I've definitely seen every part of it. And I, my my dad loves this movie, so this mm-hmm. I've been around this movie for sure. Nothing was a surprise when I watched it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this is your first watch of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right? Any of the Indiana Jones movies? Yep, I've never I seen a single yeah, one. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the best one, but um, <laughs> there's one. some redeeming stuff in almost all of them. I love this movie. It's real good. <laughs> you know, usually try and like withhold judgment till the end, but I feel like the movies we're doing this month are all coming in like, yeah, I wanted to do these movies. I picked these. <laughs> yeah. I think I owed it to myself after a whole month of Marvel movies that like really <laughs> made me a lot sadder than I thought they were going to, <laughs> even though like I enjoyed them as we were doing it. Then it's just kind of watching too many in succession and talking about them for, I think cumulatively like six hours that month. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Um, and then last month as uh, was all the horror stuff, which I enjoyed a lot, but yeah, let's just do some Spielberg. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> do some Spielberg. It's hot. It's a uh, big Steve summer. Big Steve summer. <laughs> big Steve summer. <laughs> big Steve I heard, summer. You hear it in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> <Ring it out. laughs> 
It's Big Steve Summer. Steve's name always runs out. Or not Damn it, rings out. Who wants to do a one minute plot summary of Raiders of the Lost Ark? I can do it. Okay. Whenever you are ready. Cool. What was the Voss thing? Start the clock. So, Indiana Jones is an archaeologist. And he's like, I got to get stuff back from South America and only South America, not a specific country. And a bunch of guys die trying to get it. And then he gets it. And then there's this French guy who's like, ah, not not like you got to be quicker than that. And he steals (laughs) it. And then he goes back to his job and all the girls think he's hot. And he's like, I got to go find the Ark of the Covenant in Egypt. I got a staff I got to find. And he finds the staff and they're like, ah, we're going to steal that too. And then uh, he put he's 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 trying to find where the Ark is. Then he finds it and it's in the most obvious place in the entire thing yep. and they're digging in the wrong place and then he goes to get it and there's snakes and then uh, they they he gets the ark and then they steal it again because uh, the French guy's always there and mm-hmm. um, then they're like, oh, I'm going to go back. And then uh, they're like, ah, oh, the Nazis got it now. And um, here the French guy and the Nazis like, ah, oh, we're going to open it. And then it's just sand. And they're like, oh, it's just sand. And then it's like, no, it's not sand. It's fa- face melt ghosts. And then um, <laughs> he's like, turn away, turn away. Because there's a girl there, too. And um, and uh, that's it. Basically, he goes back to teaching, I think. I don't know. Uh, Spielberg. Big Steve. Big Steve Summer. <laughs> uh, Perfect. So the the ch- teaser trailer for this movie starts uh, 1975 Jaws, 1977 Star Wars, 1981 Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. So you see exactly what what they were trying to do. Um, The poster for it says Indiana Jones, the new hero from the makers of Jaws and Star Wars. And so this is... This is your new guy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, America. Yeah. This is your best friend now. <laughs> and the way the movie starts, which I had actually forgotten, but having that kind of context in my mind, you see a bunch of people just following this guy. You don't actually see Harrison Ford's face for a bit. He's in shadow. Mm. And it's him walking towards that tomb or cave or whatever in South America. And you can see there's someone who's like going to take a shot at him. And um, right before it happens, he he whips the gun out of his hand and then he steps out of the shadows into the light and you see Harrison Ford. And you're like, holy shit, he's hot. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it's, it's I think those are Bree's exact words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. This is this is the guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie not expected to do that. Well, came out the same year as Superman, two, I think ended up being. The number one grossing movie in 1981 made almost $400 million worldwide oh, on a $20 million budget in 1981. Uh, cool. So just insane. So the movies we mentioned, part of the teaser campaign, obviously, Steven Spielberg directs this, the story conceived by George Lucas. This is our first movie that we're doing either of those guys related to anything. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard of them before, well... Those guys are a pretty big deal <laughs> in uh, 20th century American pop culture. So, man, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I don't really know where to jump in, but that was that's that's some framing that yeah. we can choose to use. I would I would like to just like one of the things that came to me was that, um, and I don't, you know, I know we jump out of order immediately, but for, uh, the theme of this movie is unreal recognizable. Like it's mm-hmm. probably if you had to break it down, probably a top ten recognizable theme in American culture and in, mm-hmm. like movie mm-hmm. history, I'd guess. Oh yeah, and uh, it doesn't really kick in until later in the movie. Yep. He doesn't. They don't. They, it's they like wait an hour on. in. Yeah. yeah, and um, 
And I wonder how fast it took for that theme to get iconic. It was like, because having not, none of us were alive when that movie, Mm -mm. but my entire life, that's been an iconic Mm -hmm. theme. And I don't know if it's just because my dad played this movie around a lot, but like, like I've always known that theme. There's Mm -hmm. always been like the boulders always been in pop culture, you know, like the the pop culture hits in this, the memes in this, you know, the face melt scene. Like, it's just such to this day, a prevalent pop culture. Like, a lot of memes. I was saying to Ben, I was like, this is the thing where I'm when I talk about genre with the kids and I mention adventure, they all yeah. say Indiana Jones. Yeah. And it's like, that's kids now. Like yeah, the creators crazy. nowadays are just like, Oh, Indiana Jones. Like that's the one we all go to. And it's just become this kind of quintessential. This is the adventure mm-hmm. kind of story for us and movie for us. Um, and Ben was the one who mentioned to me, which I don't know if I'd put together before, but it's basically like the 1930s, like radio plays kind of made yeah. live serials. Yeah. And it's, so true and it yeah. makes so much sense of like why they're kind of like over over the top yeah. like there are like right. a lot of like heightened everything what's going on the way I phrased, super campy yeah. and it's so good <laughs> it's so fun yeah. I, love, I love when the corpses are yelling at Marion yeah. <laughs> so good yeah, I have a whole so note on that it's just like Marion can't stop running into corpses just like, <laughs> and all the corpses are going hey <laughs> yeah, at one point I was like can she sit still like <laughs> this would like, literally not be moving uh, I just I gotta say because you mentioned it in your in your like summary, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Marion. No point in her being there. Like <laughs> he could have taken the talisman and not like she was a giant liability. That he, whole did, he did not invite her <laughs> until he until she picked up a gun. Uh, yeah, was, but like that he, was probably he just because that of thing, her. and then he was gonna leave. They do show her to be <laughs> like, so capable right off the bat. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I thought. Like they show like woman holding her liquor, like yep. super like stereotypical Chekhov's like strong <laughs> independent <laughs> woman, and then all she is is just a klutz the entire <laughs> movie. Who loves wearing red? Uh, red accessories. <laughs> one, one note on that that Kay pointed out is that scene is one to one, pretty much referenced at the beginning of Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels full, throttle. full throttle. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's the exact same like setup. It, it it's like the same it's way. shot yeah. the exact same way. They're playing like dice or whatever, but they're both throwing back shots. It's mm-hmm. Drew Barry, and she like takes some... the shot and like puts it down, yeah, and I mean, the yeah. other guy, yeah. Charlie's Angels, over. Movies, but yeah, and does it when like almost falls yeah, over? Yeah, and I had never thought of it, and then we were watching this uh, Readers of the Lost Ark yesterday, and I just went, hey. <laughs> seen that shit before. Drew Barrymore does this too. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, also, should mention because we, you know, story by George Lucas, written by Lawrence Kasdan. Larry Kasdan on an absolute heater. The year before, he had written Empire Strikes Back, and he's gone on to do all kinds of other stuff. But just, just so we're not not giving people credit, which mm-hmm. I hate to do. But yeah, it's very. It- like I was the way I described it, the, you're you're absolutely right with the adventure serial thing. Uh, I was saying like it's kind of a cool homage to kind of older Hollywood at the yeah. time. So I feel like a lot of people, especially kids, would watch this movie now and be like, "Oh, that's just how movies were back then." It's like kind of, but not really. Like they had already kind. Of, you think about Die Hard coming out what seven years after this, and just how stark of different the tone and the action mm-hmm. are for those two movies. It's not because like that got invented in those seven years. No. Like movies were. I can't think of one in like the like 1980, like early 80 off the top of my head. But like, there's a lot of, when I think 80s action movie, I do not think that tone at all. No. And like, you think about the practical no, effects, you think about the, you know, like I was telling her, like I forgot how nostalgic and, and excited I get for like weird, like gunshots, like ricocheting off the ground because they just put all like the like yeah. all the you yeah. know pops in the ground for the dust yes, to like kick yeah. up like just very f- like Disney stunt show like it's very everywhere. much so just kind of like it feels like it's like a love letter like on Spielberg's part to and Lucas's part to kind of like that old Hollywood style yeah, like adventure exactly. yeah kind of supposedly thing. it was the 
first thing that Lucas started to sort of come up with after American Graffiti, which is all nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. I guess he was thinking about Zorro and Buck Rogers and wanted a wanted a guy. And the mm -hmm. way the way they presented it as here's the new hero is very, yeah. very old school. Nope. Because yeah, if you look at other movies, it's an eighties movie. It doesn't feel like it belongs to any decade. No, it doesn't. And it's in the 30s, and I just couldn't get that in my head the entire time. I was like, this does not feel like a 30s movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, well, the right, rise of Nazis. And yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, one. besides that part, but like. <laughs> there is one time where he offers her $3,000 to get home, and then another 2000 and then she's yeah. like, that won't bring me back in style or something like that. And I did the thing that's that's $60,000 today, yeah. <laughs> like $3,000. He was well funded. <laughs> and I'm like, was there just a translation? Like it's three thousand dollars, nineteen eighty money, but like I don't want to say like for audience purposes. Because like yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure sixty thousand dollars could buy you a house back then. Oh my God, for sure. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, but yeah, the I was talking to Ben when we were talking about doing this one, and I kept being like, "Is this the one where this happens? Is this the one where this happens?" Because I feel it like all, it was I've all last crusade. All, yeah. I know, and I've seen all the Indiana Jones movies, and they all kind of get conflated in my head. Yeah. So I was like, "Is this the one with the?" the Nazis book burning. And he's like, no. And I'm like, is this the one with his dad? And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right, great. Okay. I was like, is this the one with river at the beginning on the horse? And he's like, no. And I'm like, great, 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 great. Okay. Um, but yeah, setting it in like 1936 is mm. like so specific. Cause it's supposed to kind of be, I guess, early in kind of the Nazis yeah. takeover and the way that they're just like, Oh yeah, they're super into like the occult and all that. It's such, I think it's like a cool hook to use because mm -hmm. that's true. Like they did look for the Ark of the Covenant. I was looking on, um, just looking up like a bunch of stuff about it. Cause I, I ended up in like a hole of like yeah. looking at all the things, <laughs> but like the Nazis were super, like they were really trying to find Atlantis. They had like a whole yeah. team looking for it and like things like that, which is so crazy. So it makes sense that they come up again and again, like in mm -hmm. future Indiana Jones movies too. It's like the Nazis oh, yeah. have stolen things and we got to go get it back. Like huh. stuff like that. I didn't know that was yeah. the central plot to the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Temple of Doom's weird. But yeah. Oh, Temple yeah, of no, Doom that's goes a weird sideways. One. <laughs> Last, Last Crusade is, mm -hmm. is that. Yeah. Um, same, same religious uh, mm -hmm. artifacts that they're trying to get to before the yeah, and Indiana Jones wants to put them back in like an American museum rather than <laughs> did have a lot that's of like moments. the one meme that's not in this one yeah. is him in the rain yelling this belongs in a museum as Last <laughs> oh. Crusade yeah. which no, is weirdly I had a aged lot badly of, yeah. I, like, I think that was the first time and when I was watching this I was just like oh no yeah, like they're not doing any of this right like oh this is why Egypt's real mad and wants yeah. them to give all their stuff back remember when that like, was a hero move to put things in a museum ooh. and now it's <laughs> Yeah, and I just I just imagine like Egyptians are like there's like several groups of white guys fighting over shit that they're just taking. <laughs> That's ours. That's yeah. definitely not like, theirs. Like at the beginning, I was I had forgotten, you know, because everything had been whitewashed in the nineties, and I was just like, she was like, this isn't like a problematic thing where he's just stealing artifacts, is it? And I'm like, no, like he's trying to preserve things. He's not keeping he's, like, them. The very first thing he tries to do is steal an artifact from <laughs> a cave in South America. I think near the end of the movie, I was like. I think I prefer Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> right, and yeah. And that's, I that's, yeah. hadn't remembered, which is wars. very much mm. jumping to the very end of this movie, but the very, very end is just that shot of like the US government warehouse, like yeah. full yeah. of stuff. Full of and I was like, oh, so was this whole thing like a commentary? Like, maybe. Not I don't know. Time, probably not, but definitely is now. Yeah. Harrison Ford in this movie. Oh. My God. Hot diggity. <laughs> I remember him being like good looking in these movies, but I was like, 
holy shit. Like he yeah. was probably like a big fucking deal. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. For yeah, sure. He's, he's like the number one A-lister of the eighties and nineties, give or take a chance. Uh, yeah, because I saw probably late seventies to mid nineties. Yeah, right? I just okay. So seventy seven Star Wars and then yeah. That's the thing. Like I saw I've seen I haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies either before besides the last two. But I remember I've seen him obviously in like clips and stuff as Han Solo. I was like, he's not very good looking as Han Solo. I don't know if it's the hair or what. It's but a very seventies look. Yeah, yeah. But then I saw him as Indiana Jones. And I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> get it now. Yep. It's very much kind of just like the like heartthrob. Like yes. they knew like going in. They were like, yeah. it's gotta be Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Like a <laughs> professor, like yes. doing action things. It was great. I yes, that scene where he's like back at the like right after the first like mm. temple yeah. thing and he's back and the girl blinking with the like yeah, I love you <laughs> love you on her eyes and he's like oh. he's so good he's I'd so forgotten good. how hilarious he is and like his like over the top just kind yeah. of like camp it's such a good word for the way that everyone acts but yeah. I, he's fantastic yeah it's it's weird because he they, they kind of use I don't know, like, it, it just ages so well because we know Harrison Ford today is a guy who just doesn't do stuff he doesn't want to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like his his persona as a guy who doesn't, who is just like really doesn't want to do this. Yep. But then, I like the fight on the weird plane yeah. where the guy is like, hey, come on. And he's just yeah. like, okay, just yep. like, give me a second. Yep. That was God. Really and he yep. just like puts his hand down and he's like, Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Gen, Gen oh, gotta, X hero Harrison Ford. You gotta talk about that one scene because I love that fun fact. Which one? Uh, where that one guy is doing like all the oh, tricks the with sword. the sword. The sword. The famous story, Perfect. like oh, very love it. top top Hollywood story of all yeah. time that uh, Harrison Ford very famously had diarrhea. Uh, the shoot. Oh, he was supposed to have a big sword fight with big sword guy. So they play up everything where he's running through like an Egyptian marketplace and. Uh, they sort of, like they're getting chased by people trying to like capture them or kill them. And uh, this guy with a big sword comes out and he's flipping the sword and Harrison Ford just shoots him. And originally he was supposed to have a giant sword fight with him. But Harrison Ford ad lib pulling out the gun and shooting him because he didn't want to fight that day. <laughs> Because he had he had to go back and take a little poop. That guy must have been surprised. That was yeah. a real guy. Yeah. <laughs> it just murked him. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, just easily one of the most iconic scenes in American film. Yeah. It's just so good. Uh, and I told Kaylee last night I've gotten better about it, but we will have to say iconic multiple times in this. Uh, that scene's awesome. But let's start at the start. This <laughs> this opening scene. I mean everything about it. You got un- young Alfred Molina yep. looking like a snack. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not where I, I thought that sentence was going to go, but sometimes just have to, a little uh, octopus snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking like some fried calamari. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the I'm only perfect perfect reaction. <laughs> the only reaction it can have. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. Is calamari squid? Probably whatever. Yeah, yeah. doesn't Doc matter. Jokes. We get it. We, we all, get, all get it. it. It's the close. It's the only edible thing I could think of. Besides, like you can eat octopus, but yeah. it's not like a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a different name for comedy's sake. You yep. Anyway, yeah, that scene's amazing. Just uh, everything about it is seared into my brain. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the yeah. way every, all the tarantulas. <laughs> Oh. All the tarantulas, and then Melina turns around. You're yeah. like, oh, I bet he's got a bunch of them, <laughs> and he does. Uh, yeah. The part where I like was talking with Ben when we were watching it too, where he's just like looking at the thing, and then like takes a little bit of sand out. I'm like, he's trying to weigh it in his mind. And yeah. He's like, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was too much. You should have poured out more sand. I feel like by memory, I could do his all of his mannerisms from that yeah. bit just because it's so sure. ingrained when he's doing that. Like, like it's so iconic that it's like it's part of the stunt show at the Disney World yep. in mm. Hollywood Studios, and it's all this movie, which I feel like again. I had just kind of like mixed it all up in my head yeah. of what belongs where, but it's the entirety of this is what the sun show is. And that is such like, I feel like a nostalgic part of my childhood. <laughs> Same. I didn't think about it until I started watching it because in my brain, I was like, Oh yeah. Like Indiana Jones, huge, huge movie, huge thing. And then I was like, when the big guy was fighting around the hell or the, the propeller plane, I was like, Oh, and classic scene. Yeah. This. And then I'm like, is this the classic scene or is this just something I remember from the stunt show? From yeah. Disney? <laughs> Well, that's, a, I mean, we, we can get into that bit of it a little bit, but it's it's both because the Disney apparatus is like, yeah. you're going to remember this. Yeah. I'm going to throw, we're going to throw uh, adults into pools from 20 feet up yeah. until you remember this forever. Yeah, because yeah, the stunt show is the boulder and yeah. him pulling the idol in the boulder. It's the fight with the big guy with the plane spinning around. Yeah. It's running it's, through the streets of Egypt, yes. jumping off the building. Yes. Yeah. So blow up um, a truck or two. Mm-hmm. Blow up yeah. a truck or two. Call it a day. Yep. Thanks for coming. Uh, have the pretend guy from the crowd, but actually he's part of the stunt show. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, which is, of course, in this movie, too. That's uh, Jonathan Reese davies They just pulled him out of the they crowd. They just pulled him out of the crowd. Yeah. He's, he's very British playing Egyptian in this Yeah, one. I did <laughs> point that out. I was like, it's nice that Alfred Molina, they got Alfred Molina to play the South American yeah. guy, but yeah, John Reese davies uh, Very white. <laughs> And we were talking about because he's doing like a, a little bit of an accent, but sometimes he does sound exactly like Gimli. Yep. So <laughs> uh, what was it? the Princess Diaries two bad yes. guy? He is he's the uh, like uncle, like Chris Pine's <gasps> uncle in Princess Diaries two. <laughs> That's oh where I clocked him. Yep. <laughs> like she's a, it's like everyone's got a different frame of reference. Bree hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, which is probably a future episode. Yeah. Um, but, so you uh, guys. Picked him out from Princess Diaries, you from Lord of the Rings, right. me from the King of the Crabs and Aquaman. Of course. <laughs> King of the Crabs. Yeah. Uh, Does not appear on screen, but at one point he goes, Crabs! Or I don't really remember yeah. Aquaman. Wait, is he royalty in Lord of the Rings too? Because it seems like he's royalty kind of across he is, the board. He is like a noble dwarf, but I don't uh, know. He's don't not know. like King of the Dwarves, right? He's just like the best to be. He's a nephew to uh, Thorin. So yeah. He okay. would have been some considered sort of nobility, like yeah. he's some nobility. kind of like scion of uh, noble dwarven family. <laughs> Many are are leagues of Lord of the Rings fans just screaming. Simulian. <laughs> I don't remember how to say that word. Silmarillion. 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 I was gonna say Simulian. I'm like, that's not it. Simulian. Yeah, yeah, just trying Simulian. to remember. Simulian. <laughs> <laughs> Mesopotamians are upset. Yeah, for you're right. For self-preservation and for our like Twitter mentions sake, we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> I remember speak friend and enter. Is that okay? <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go all out of order on this movie, I guess, but that's okay. One question. Do are you did you pick up on uh any kind of weirdness with the age difference stuff? Oh yeah, almost <laughs> 
um, when she said, "What is she, what's her exact word?" Like I was a child, and you, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. um, I think you actually paused it because I was so in shock. I was like, "Are we? Are we? Are they doing this?" And we looked it up, and apparently, like, it was the twenties, I guess, when they dated the yeah. first time. But apparently, she like um, the actress, I forgot her name. Karen yeah, she apparently was allowed to have like her own backstory, and so she's like in my rendition of this character she was like 15 when they dated and he was an adult but then um, Spielberg was like that's not this movie (laughs) that's not what actually happens in this movie the way that the dates work out and we were trying to figure this out too we did the the same thing Um, she would have been 18 and he would have been like 28 or 29 when they dated which is not great which is not great but it makes sense then that like if he was probably like a PhD student that was working with her father and then like she would have been like just a freshman in college or senior right. in high school, which is again not great. Yeah. <laughs> not great, but at Getting least she wasn't a literal minor. Business school or for bartending classes <laughs> yeah. or yeah. whatever she she's get, been like, doing. How did she get stuck in Nepal? I don't even remember that she part. Just, sometimes you get stuck in Nepal, but at least Something's she's a business owner. owner. Yeah, she's a business. Yeah, owner. they did not. They did not like go into that, and I was like, "Well, how?" Because she she said she was like, "She was like, I'm going with you." She's like, "You going to get out of here anyway?" They kept bringing up Ravenwood in the in the um uh university at the beginning, and like they Mm -hmm. keep using him like he him pronouns at the beginning, and I was waiting. Well, I think they were even saying like, "Well, what's Ravenwood? What's that Ravenwood guy gonna do?" You know, like and just like, "Well, yeah, Mayor Marion's gonna be there," but you know, like I don't like. I don't know. Like it, it seemed like such a weird thing to just be like, and like, and now you're here, and now you're in Nepal. Now you won't yeah, take three thousand dollars for this job. But I don't know. Yeah, she's taking the really. money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, other people in this movie. Uh, <laughs> so the villains. Um, I always forget that Belloc is like just sort of a subcontractor. There, yeah. yeah, there was a period of time where when he's got the again, sorry to skip to the end, but when he's got the bazooka, uh, and he's like, I'm gonna blow up the Ark of the Covenant, and then they're all like, Yeah, why well, don't I bet you will destroy a person you love and the Ark in like in a historical object? And I said to her, I was like, Why don't they just shoot him and the French dude? Like, who cares? Yeah, like, they don't why like, is the French dude still yes, alive. That is definitely something I picked up on on this point, like. Once they get the Ark, why is Bella like, going like, with them? Yeah, why well, he, and why the do they one, want him to? He's apparently the only one who knows how to do the Jewish ritual. Oh, that that's, that's, oh, so okay, that's okay. the hand wave. Okay. That, we were gotcha. like, we must have missed right. a hand wave. That's a great yeah. point. Because they do have a line where the, the German henchman is like, I don't want to deal with your, you know, Jewish thing. And because yeah, she was like, why was it, you know, like. Yeah, in, they just call it a Jewish so ritual. Like, it was like a Hebrew artifact or yeah. something like that. Well, asked and answered, but yep. but still. But very weak way to. But like, I had thought it was like, well, un- maybe they yeah. want him for like yeah. other artifacts because he's an archaeologist. So like, maybe yeah. he knows like, or they can use him for yeah. like finding other things. Keep him on retainer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, ah, he's, wor- he's too much of an earner. But that's if he's if he's that much of inconvenience, like I would think the Nazis would have just gotten rid of him. Yeah. But that's Belloc's played by Rene Freeman. He's really good. Yep. He's, he's really good in this. Um, the other guy who's just like, just the typical, this is the creepy guy. The creepy Nazi. Oh, gosh. My, yeah. my, Wearing a coat in the middle of like, yeah. the <laughs> desert. Dabbing <laughs> his head. was like, just take off that leather jacket. Uh, that black, black on black. I had completely forgotten that it was a hanger that he takes out. Oh, and yeah, I was like, yeah. he's going to yeah. hit her with nunchucks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, the he's weakest looking right? <laughs> The tiniest nunchucks I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, Spielberg and Lucas were on top of it with like Indiana Jones. He's got the hat. He's got the whip. He's mm. got like all really iconic gear. And then you forget, oh, yeah, that Nazi's got nunchucks. <laughs> 
I'm kind of off base on that one. But. It's like, oh, okay, it's just uh, a hanger. Yeah, it's supposed to look like he's getting some kind of like torture device out, yeah, but then he just hangs up his coat. There's because uh, it's funny. It, it was funny. <laughs> it was. It was. Funny. Um, I described that dude's performance as Taron Killam playing Christoph Waltz, and, <laughs> and it's like the same. <laughs> That's fair. Just, there's the the over per, like the over ger, uh, like German Nazi yeah. accent, and it's so good. It's the just whole, so like, I would like mustache twirling evil. Mr. Jones yeah. about <laughs> the whole part at the beginning too, where he's looking for the medallion, and then he picks it up. <laughs> and picks I was it up looking the at the worst possible way, the worst possible way, so that it immediately sears his hand. I'm like, he could have gone for like the chain he could have grabbed something with it he could have taken off his jacket yeah he holds it for a while screaming and then he instead of like (laughs) just walking out the door he jumps out a window (laughs) and then runs around for a while before realizing oh there's snow snow everywhere everywhere. (laughs) yeah i did notice that he runs out a window that's a foot from the open door (laughs) and all of all of that just so that they could show that they get half of the medallion because of his flesh being burned Oh my gosh! And then so it's never funny. brought up again. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. It is funny. Yeah, and that scene is, you know, that's all. That's just pure Spielberg shit, yeah. man. Yeah. The, that all that, the action oh, scenes. It's all got the like fun, scenes are good. The part fun choreography. Two, they, There's like jokes running through the streets of Cairo, and it's like they keep like missing each other, and like they'll like yeah. be running behind each other in the background. Yeah. And I mentioned to Ben, I was like, it's kind of like like Benny Hill esque of yeah. just like everyone's like chasing everybody He's else over all the pods. And and you also mentioned Scooby Doo when yep. he, he's like going down one thing and then he sees that they're behind him all of a sudden. Very good trope. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I just love that he just fucks everything up in the market. <laughs> yeah. Like these stupid Americans. <laughs> just uh, run through knocking over all our baskets. I'm very I'm I love scenes where people are in like foreign countries and they just fuck up the fruit vendors. Like I always feel so <laughs> bad for the them, but it's so vendors. funny. Uh, my, Guy gets stabbed through the fruit. Like. Yeah. One of my top comments here though is that Egyptians love chaos. I don't know. The the um the, the, I've the seen X Men Apocalypse. The extra, <laughs> <laughs> I know how they get down. <laughs> the extras in this movie. I don't know They're if they're so happy to be there. I was gonna yeah. say I don't know if it was. I don't know if they wanted. I don't know if they. This was like, hey, like you were just in the market today. Like, how would you guys? If you want to be in this movie, stay here. If you don't want to be in this movie, sorry, you got to get out of here. Uh, or like, you know what? I have no idea. But there's crowds of people all over the place, and whatever's going down, everyone's just laughing and cheering. Regardless, yeah. so yep. giant fight breaks out with swords. They're here for it. <laughs> Indiana Jones is out running Nazis. Don't worry, we're gonna put a fake. Uh, we're gonna put a fake like uh, fruit place in front yeah. of it, and then we're gonna go try to sell fruit. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we're gonna nap during the day. Like Indiana Jones gets out of like when they when they get out of that like tomb that they get trapped in. Yeah. There's just well, a dude so. sleeping like next yeah. to. Yep. Like, it was like they just made this movie around people's days. Like, <laughs> and they were just yeah. here for it because yeah. like, oh, that's no, the one whole thing. thing when they get back and. They get hidden. I assume that's like oh, they said they told Salad to go back first. Yeah, so maybe he got back and arranged that. Yeah, I don't know true. how they would have known to go because he was whatever. right there, right afterwards. Yes. So that but, one I do agree, but it does seem like they're just happy to be there. Yeah, right the time. first the first time it happens is when he's in the cafe with Belloc and he sends and, the kids in, and but like they, but everyone pulls guns on him, and then it's immediately the funniest thing that any of these <laughs> yep. people have ever seen. Yep, <laughs> that was the thing, and it's like they just follow him out too, all holding their guns, yep. just being like, "That was hilarious. Yep. I'm gonna tell this story for years." <laughs> yeah, and the it's extra, like, oh, the such a so strange. <laughs> reaction yep. but okay and all the kids are just holding on to him and it's yep. like he gets he just yeets a kid into the truck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i was saying too like in that 
fight scene earlier in that when Marion is like gets put in the thing and like taken yeah. away, I was like, he's just throwing her around just yeah. to get her out of the way, basically. <laughs> it's the 30s. Yeah. It's it was true. different. People he literally, threw like, women about the street. Yeah. He literally at one point just grabs her and like yeets her across the street just to get her out of his way. Like I'm telling you, she was a giant liability in that movie. There were a lot I of like women the in the way that. they do her character yeah. because I do think it's kind of like fun that she's not trying to like just be the like damsel in distress, but she does seem to get yeah. in the way. So, yeah, she was just in the way. <laughs> there is a lot of women in that archaeology class, and I did bring that up. I was like, we're, oh, yeah. it was like, there was mixed classes. I was like, I don't know. It's only like, the dude that leaves the apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There's, yeah, there's a lot of code. But yeah, that's, yeah, well, we know why they took that class. Yep. <laughs> that's um, true. But I think the actual question we had at the beginning was like, were women like allowed like at that point yeah, that was to really like? What uh, I was that because I was like, I don't know if like like Radcliffe and Harvard were still split like at that point. Like what in was the thirties, yeah, mm. might be more of a historical question than a podcast question. Yeah, but, but yeah, not sure. Um, so yeah, that scenes, those scenes are all good. When mm -hmm. they get one thing that we did pick up on that I don't really know that I've fully reckoned with in the past is when they do get out to the when they do get out to the dig site. Uh, Sala and Jones just kind of have full run of the place for yeah. like a full day yeah. before yeah. anyone is like, "Hey, what are no, you guys up to?" <laughs> they catch him at one point, and it seems and like he just, just walks like, off like, "Oh, I don't know, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No one told me I couldn't do that." Yeah. But it was it did, for what it's worth, that didn't seem like two like guards or something. And he was just like, "All right, you know, like I'm out of here." And Jones wasn't there, but the second time it was like, "Oh, we got the big wigs are here, and we yes. know who you are." And yeah, so. it didn't work the second time, but they yeah. did get into all kinds of restricted areas. Yeah, just by, just by having right near the end, looking Indy, like you're supposed to be there. That's yeah. yeah. Right near the end, Indy shoulder checks Belloc, like when they're like right, like ten minutes left in the movie, and Belloc just kind of goes, "Eh, whatever," and moves out. I was like, imagine like a guy that that that's that pissed off and that high would just let that fly. Yeah, that was like, real oh, weird. That Nazi dude just ran into me. I guess I'll just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Unclear if Belloc has any authority over yeah, any of the Yeah, I guess he might have just thought that's yeah. not worth it. Like, yeah. Uh, but um, I also this is completely out of nowhere. But I really like near the beginning when he's getting on the seaplane, and there's a guy that's like, "Nice to see you again, Doctor Jones," which only delivers the information that yes, Indiana Jones has gone on seaplanes before, <laughs> and he will do it again. <laughs> it has that thing that it's also you know the tone that's borrowed from serials that. Um, he just knows people everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Like, they don't introduce that, the guy with the Yankees hat who's fishing off the seaplane. Yeah. He's not in any of the rest of the movie. No. But you're just like, oh, that's that's his seaplane guy in South America. Yep. I, I find it very similar to the way that they treat, like, detective novels at that time, of just, like, they mm -hmm. just know people. They got yep. guys everywhere. Right. Of, like, yeah. Like uh, Poirot, like in all of his things, just like he travels the world and he just knows people it's everywhere. Like and everyone's just shows. like, oh, hey, welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy. Uh, she reminds me of Kim Possible. That's like the thing, the running yes. joke in Kim Possible is like oh, yeah. she just has helped everyone everywhere across the world. So they're always like doing her favors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's it fun. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I like that it's international. <laughs> so this one's Marion. Um, Kate Capshaw's Temple of Doom, right? Is the love interest in Temple of Doom? I thought it was just Karen Allen again. Was no, it not? No, I th I I also like Kay get stuck in the all of them roll into <laughs> one. All of them are just one big movie. So Temple of Doom technically a prequel. I also haven't seen Temple of Doom or Last Crusade since I was like fifteen. Like those were very Temple much of the like Doom. Temple of the Doom. <laughs> Temple, Temple of, of the Doom. Doom. The next one. 
It's the next one, but it's a yeah. prequel. Yeah, and it's Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw. Yeah, the other guy would be way too I young. don't think he's married to Spielberg yet, but still is today. Um, right, yeah, because then she'd actually <laughs> have to be 16 if it's a prequel. <laughs> uh, and then who's it in... We might not keep any of this, but this is literally just me going, what's, uh, what's up with that? <laughs> Who's his love interest? I do like Karen Allen. I wish Karen Allen was in more stuff. Yes. She's in Sandlot as the mom. Uh, It's just Sean Connery, I guess, really. There's the fake, there's the fake out lady who he's kind of like in love with, but then turns out she's a Nazi. Yeah, that's classic. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's older than you or I. Yeah. Older than all but one person in this room. Yep. I'm not saying who. Which one? <laughs> you. No, no, no. Which movie? Uh, Last Crusade, 89. Oh, yeah. Wait, when? when I was one. <laughs> I'm assuming summer. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Barely missed me. I was, I kind of existed. I just hadn't seen the world yet. Oh, true. <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, May, May 89. So Harrison Ford, what's, what's everyone's relationship with Harrison Ford? Uh, well, Not as close the- as we'd like, I know. <laughs> But I know what you're leading into. Uh, I've never met the man. <laughs> I actually don't think I've seen that many things with him. Uh, I was I was I was not once bounced on his knee and, tuss- and hair tussled and told that uh, he had a son of the same name as me. That didn't happen to me. Oh, uh, it's weird. That happened to me. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. What a specific thing for not to have happened. I I more meant like as a as a movie star, but um, yeah, as a as like a surrogate father figure. If if anyone has any stories related to that, um, I I more meant as a movie star because I think I've told that story on the podcast before. But yes, we were in DC once and we met Harrison Ford at a bar. It was very good. Really nice. It was really nice. But as yeah, like like Brie was saying, what else you might have seen him in Star Wars. This yeah, are the big franchises. Fugitive, I guess, is the big movie. I did in the see 90s. the Fugitive. Yeah, it's weird because like switch the, the samples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we were like kids, um, he had kind, he was kind of on the tail end. Like one of the only like I remember seeing he had what was it Firewall was one of like his last action movies that was like early to mid two thousands I think. Yeah. Um, I saw that on a plane, mm-hmm. and I remember like it literally like a hey we're gonna put. We're going to put down a, like, we're gonna, it was weird old plane stuff where it's like, we're going to put down a projector screen and just play this movie. And if you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. But if you want to watch it, just it'll look be away. on the, yeah. yeah, like, we, <laughs> it'll be there. you don't have a screen in front of you like we do now. Yeah. But, like, we'll ju- yeah, it'll just be here. And it's going to be Firewall with Harrison Ford. Firewall um, was 2006. And he yeah. did Kingdom of oh. the Crystal Skull 2008. That was probably my way home oh, from yeah. San Fran. Because mm-hmm. um, I watched, I remember San Fran, I was there in 2006 because I was there for the World Cup. Is Indiana not his first name in that movie? Uh, Apparently no. He's Doctor Henry. Henry, quote, yeah. Quote Indiana Jones he, Jr. He gets called Henry by Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, because he's because his dad's name is Henry. His name. Huh. But so he where goes, does Indiana he goes, come from? <laughs> he doesn't like his dad. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he just gave himself another. He doesn't name. want to be a junior. Gotcha. Um, and then he then he does like his dad. And they defeat a Not Christian together. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the rest of these movies. They, oh, they, 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 really they solve a Christian ghost's riddle. Yeah. <laughs> you, I can't wait to let. So Temple of Doom, I'm kind of whatever about. Uh, yeah. The la- like Act Three of Last Crusade is so good from just yes. a complete out of nowhere. Oh, there's la- Last Crusade. I think a little underrated because it's not this. I remember like I remember being in my parents' living room at like probably too young, just like watching the end of that movie. 
movie, yeah. like him being like walking down the thing, going oh, like only the pen, only the penitent, penitent, sorry, only the yeah. penitent men will pass. And I'm like, Mom, what's penitent mean? <laughs> She's like, no, just watch the movie. I'm like, Mom, what's penitent mean? <laughs> Use context clues. Who's passing? <laughs> um, There's gonna be another Indiana Jones movie coming yes, out. Yes, there yeah. is. We about yeah, I never, <laughs> I never saw the um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I, did. I never saw that one. I was, yeah, I was early on not seeing Shia LaBeouf movies uh, yeah. just because it sounded like that one was bad. I still went to see Disturbing. There was aliens. A nuke went off. He survived it by going into a fridge, you know. Right, aliens. <laughs> I remember yep. that part. Uh, there were giant ants at one point that ate a Nazi. It was Well, fun. that's weird. Um, there they, was, did they let George Lucas be involved too much? Probably. It was probably like a yeah. prequel thing. Um, there, the best we're part... We're going to find out that... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out how Hitler's taxation plan dealt a blow to archaeology. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, George. Thanks, George. Um, the best part of King Crystal Skill, uh, besides the whole part-time thing, which I believe is a red-letter media uh they have they have like this whole joke where he says like someone's like you're a teacher and he's supposed to say part time and like it's supposed to be a bit like because he just killed somebody or something yeah. but he says it in the stupidest way and the one that they like they have clips of him saying it better and the one they keep is just him being like part time <laughs> <laughs> it's part time <laughs> wait that's not the right inflection yeah. but then he uh, the other best part is near the end of the movie Indy's hat is on the ground for some reason and they cut to Shia Buff and Shia Buff looks at the hat and he's like ooh maybe I'll pick up the hat and like they have the like the tense music like ooh is Shia LaBeouf going to be the new Indiana Jones and then he reaches over to pick it up and Harrison Ford grabs it and looks at him like what are you doing kid and gets out of there <laughs> and I remember my friend Brian in the movie theater just going whoo <laughs> yeah that sounds about right <laughs> Yeah, they made uh, Burger King toys of Shia LaBeouf on a motorcycle. Yep. Um, oh, my God. Um, I didn't see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I am more encouraged. I don't know if that's even the right way to put it by the new Indiana Jones, although Harrison Ford has already fallen down and hurt his hip uh, whilst filming. Uh, but they put out one, like, teaser image of it, and it looks good. It's not going to be directed by Steven Spielberg. It's going to be James Mangold. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's his, it'll be the first movie he's directed mm. since Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, he's had a good run. He did Logan before that. I could do another indie movie, too. Like, I was talking, like, Uncharted. This time. Uncharted's just Indiana Jones' video games. Well, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Okay, so, cool. <laughs> um, I didn't see the Uncharted movie, but the games... The games are that. Obviously, Tomb Raider comes out. They're yep. like, people like Indiana Jones. What I do if, love Tomb Raider. What if he oh, had Tomb Raider. real pointy polyg <laughs> polygonal breasts? <laughs> yeah, so games have sort of capitalized on it. But I was thinking, like, other movies, just looking at 80s, even though it's the end of the 80s, Batman comes out in 89, and then, you know, everything that anyone has IP related to crime serials from the 30s or 40s or superhero stuff. All those movies try and come out and they're like, oh, they want it to be dark and at night. Um, that doesn't really happen after Indiana Jones. There's obviously no. still adventure movies uh, throughout the 80s. There's a lot of adventure movies, yeah. but it's not like so indebted to no. like serials. Um, and it's kind so of it's a genre weird. that's abandoned at this point. Like you think yeah. about like you're seeing stuff like yeah. that movie and you're like, you know, there's a lot of Lawrence of Arabia, like, you know, we're going to show desert, you know, and we're going to do this yeah. that they're evoking. But like, 
doesn't happen even as much anymore. And I feel like when those kind of movies happen now, a lot of times they're either like, you know, like they're set in a time. I mean, they're very much like this one, I guess. But it's very much like, oh, we're going to have a movie about something that's in like the 30s. Or it's like, oh, we're going to have, you know, Matthew McConaughey running around looking for weird stuff. Like, Yeah, it has to be I'm... some sort of kind of. You talking about Sahara? Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, this got me kind of thinking more. I haven't seen Sahara. <laughs> um, he he like feels... surfs on the sand or something? Yeah. I haven't seen Sahara either. Um, this kind of feels similar in tone to me of like how the mummy franchise kind oh, of did yeah. with like Brendan Fraser. Um, and I really want to do mummies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but just kind of like for something that's like a modern kind of tip off. It's like it, you get into like the spy stuff, which has the same kind of pacing. So like mission impossible, all the uh, James Bond stuff, but it's not anything that they can kind of, Nothing that I f- feel like in the last like ten years I can think of that feels similar to this in the like adventure mm-hmm. and not something that's like spies. Uh, there's 25 minutes of Aquaman that yeah. are just explicitly <laughs> doing an Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. Huh. Um, I feel like he could have had Indiana Jones. Maybe not, but I feel like he could have done Indiana Jones the same way as James Bond. The problem being is that James Bond usually made an actor. Like, as much as Sean Connery is mm-hmm. like a big name, yeah. like, you know, like like going from Harrison Ford to the next guy, the next guy would have been set up to fail real hard. Like, yes. But yeah. 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 No, you don't want to. You don't want to pick can't up the pass whip. the torch. Like, it can't, there can't yeah. be a new Indiana Jones the way that they just like have a new James Bond mm-hmm. in that same yeah, way. Do a you could do or, yeah. or like just do a spiritual thing because they just made this. It was an IP. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we get one of these every few years? Yeah. Mm. You totally mean- could. And just maybe say it's like his protege and like you got a new person now or like mm-hmm. someone else, like a different. What's the British version of like, there's got to be archaeologists yeah, there. Elba. And like, it's definitely <laughs> just Elba. Give me that. He's in his 50s now, but he can do it. Or it's Chiwetel. Yeah, it's Chiwetel before. Yeah. Um, what's he doing? He's he's kind of older, but what's he doing? Now? He was just in Doctor Strange. Oh, I haven't seen that. Make, making that Marvel money. I, I, uh, I actually looked up the cast and was like, of course, he's, you know, yeah. it's about time we roped him into this. So. <laughs> yep. I, not even necessarily Indiana Jones, though. I think we should get. Why aren't there adventure movies still? Right. Yeah. And that's when we talk about, did you see Uncharted? Yep. I did not, but... I, I love Tom Holland, so I do want to see it, but I want to play the games first. As much as I... like, I played, I the, know, I I played the games. I was just on a plane where it was there for free, <laughs> and I chose not to watch it. That's how much I don't really think I want to watch Uncharted. I, I kind of want to watch it, but I'm not like rushing to... Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of other things. And then the other like adventure movie, uh, Lost City of D... Which I think they changed to the Lost City. Uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and yeah. Daniel Radcliffe oh, yeah. uh, and and Brad Pitt. Um, I st- I watched the first five minutes and then turned it off. Not because it was bad, but just because I was like, it, "This is going to be like silly," and I'm just not in a silly mood. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. And I think I that's think like I, a parody of those kinds of movies or something. Like it almost seems like satire, like closer, just a little yeah. too goofy. Yeah, because she's she's like a writer and then about romance exactly, yeah. adventure novels, and then ends up kind of in one. Uh, and Channing, yeah, I'm, I'm all for the Channing Tatum renaissance. I, we all need more Tatum. I'm glad he's making movies again. Yeah. Does uh, he dog? Well, that's the thing is that like <laughs> he's gone forever and then comes back and instantly is a box office success. Yep. Dog made a lot of money. Yep. Did it really? Yeah. Dog. Dog made a lot of money. I think Lost City made a good amount of money too. Huh. So that Tatum's, Tatum's good at what he does. And I he love looks Channing good, Tatum. So. Uh, who is who is new Indiana Jones? Do we know? 
Uh, it's uh, Harrison Ford. He's still in it. Oh, yeah, he's still in it. Yeah. Well, I know he's still in it, but I didn't know if they were doing another like a handoff. So I was thinking of the same thing, and so I looked. So I, I looked at the cast list and who is around his age. Uh, Harrison Ford's what thirty eight when he makes this. Yep. Boyd Holbrook, I guess he's forty. It's tough because it's just. I'm sure there's articles about who's playing what, but I feel I, like Oscar Isaac could do an okay. Yeah. He's got the serious, but like kind of. Snarky, like uh, Pedro, Pascal. oh yeah, Pascal. yeah, those are all guys in their forties. Yeah, but Pascal. like I don't know. So it's we weird. don't make stars anymore. This, I was Jack say, Quaid. This might <laughs> this this might be a weird thing to say, but like I feel like thirty eight in the eighties is like forty five now. Like I feel yeah. like like the fact like finding out Karen yeah. Allen. Like this also just might be me getting older and like the sadness of life. But finding out that I was older than Karen Allen was in this movie was devastating to me. Devastating. <laughs> Oh god, that is devastating. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's in the new one. We can assume he's the villain. No way. <laughs> Just too bad because he does other stuff too. But this is what Hollywood wants him for. What is he, he is such a good villain. Yeah, so good. Especially in that kind of like unreal camp nefarious. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. In an almost yeah. not goofy, but like in an almost like this guy's just a little too evil. Uh, <laughs> uh, Antonio Medeiros is in it too. But yeah, yeah, the only person who's listed in the cast that's around that Boyd Holbrook and he's 40, so he's about that age, I would say. If that's yeah. the person they want to. I'm trying to think of someone know. like I don't know. in their 30s who could kind of take the reins and be and like the same vibe as him. Like, don't don't speak it and don't even don't even do it. If we talk about it too much, we're going to be like, "Oh, Chris Pratt's the new Indiana Jones." <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. If you even think about it, it's going to happen. Are we and, really getting uh, to a point where Chris Pratt's the next Harrison Ford? Because like, don't, it's, no, 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 don't no. Do, we don't are not. <laughs> I just don't understand how he's such a vacuum of charisma in the Jurassic Park movies. I don't understand how he just lost like fifty pounds and became the heartthrob of America. Well, as, as Andy <laughs> like, says on Parks and Rec, yeah, he just stopped, stopped drinking just beer. Yeah, I, don't I think, think he's, he's the heartthrob of America. <laughs> I don't know. He's not even the best Chris. Chris. That's Chris Evans. He was, he was, uh, Chris That's America's ass. Chris, yeah. Chris <laughs> Pratt won Sexiest Man Alive like a year so to the Blake Sheldon. I was gonna say yeah. they're not. They don't. They're not all winners when they pick those <laughs> out. Multi, yeah. How dare you? Obama won it. Like it's. <laughs> did Obama? They just, Obama just, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it, but like recently, weirdly. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, no, Chris Pratt isn't even the best Chris in he's Hollywood. <laughs> Pine, Hemsworth, mm-hmm. Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what might Chris Pine O'Don. come back and O'Don. be? O'Don. O'Don. Pine. <laughs> Chris Pine, Chris Pine can be a great oh. Indiana Jones, I feel no, like. No, I mean, Chris Pine is a great pick. He's older now, too, but who yeah. cares? He's he, got a baby face. He just of. wears like, like open... I was gonna say shirts yeah. from the seventies <laughs> and has like already. a big beard now. I love Chris Pine's uh, vibe. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I love him. Yes, <laughs> he seems like a. I, I, yeah, he's a really he'd be interesting. The one. I like of all the Chris's, he'd be the one. I remember. I can see. I can definitely see him. He's gotten franchises already, though. I don't think yeah. he wants to do them anymore. I remember being in high school and Chris Pine was just like the weird, like Nazi dude from like Smoke and Aces, and I'm like, this guy's a good actor. And then he like became a yeah. mega star, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, did he, he did that. Um, what's the one with the boat that gets lost in the storm? The fishing star boat Trek. storm. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, uh, Star Trek boat storm. Yes, yes, yes. Star yes. Trek into boat storm. <laughs> I was 
was gonna say Star Trek no matter what you said, and then I pivoted to boat story. I was just gonna say it's it. based on that fishing boat out of New, out of New Bedford. Finest hours. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I like this guy. That's literally all I was gonna say. Uh, I think but the I, first thing I saw him in um, uh, was Princess Diaries too, and I loved him in it. <laughs> and now we're back. And now we're so back. Good. Back at it. it. So in Princess, Princess Diaries, Diaries too. too. That's gonna be. An we episode. need to do that one and not the first one. Just Princess Diaries too. So so focusing on who could be an Indiana Jones in Hollywood today, which and we didn't way. introduce it as a segment, but maybe I'll cut this bit into the first part, so it yeah. sounds like it was. Not quite so or messily organic, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Pine. I Chris like Pine would be great. Pine, yeah. My other thought was John Krasinski, but I feel like maybe he's like a little oh, bit I too. I, I think he's just a little silly. too bland. Is there? Uh, I, I don't Michael know. Michael B. If Jordan. He's got oh. that. He's got that kind of over I feel it. Like vibe. He's too big though at this point. But I guess Harrison really Ford cool. was like height of his powers at that point yeah. too. You're telling me. I don't know. <laughs> it would be funny if he just did Killmonger as Indiana. Like, yeah. in case Killmonger had gone good, it was just like, that belongs in Africa. Be- <laughs> His entire oh, thing is just the opposite of Indiana <laughs> yep. Jones. Yeah. He's just returning it to the places it should He's go. like punching Queen Elizabeth and raiding the British Museum. <laughs> He's just literally stealing the Elgin oh, marbles, so blowing up other artifacts to get to Brian it. Brian Coogler would absolutely make this move. <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah. We gotta tell Coogs. Michael B. Jordan trying to carry the Moai head out of London. I want to see just dragging the Rosetta Stone. I want to see this movie so bad. I'm just saying, what's we're gonna make a sequel? It's also at the British Museum. (laughs) There's still more. There's more stuff, guys. (laughs) Gotta get to the Victoria and Albert next. Then hit the tape. Just hit all there. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah. Instead of Nazis, Which it's just a Boris. Hit them all. It's just a Boris Johnson knockoff, the big bad. Like, God, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman could still be alive. My God. Just have his son do it and just whatever. I don't care that he's 18. Like many saints of Newark, just I don't care. He's 18, whatever. He's, he's the, the spitting minister, image of though. Boris Johnson. <laughs> All right, we figured it out, guys. Yeah, we got it. We got a we got an absolute hit in our hands. Yeah. Ryan Coogler, you take this to the bank, damn it. Uh, and doesn't even have to be Indiana Jones, like I said. Um, what, what would you repatriate games? <laughs> I was trying to think of like a different like name instead of Indiana Jones, and I can't. <laughs> uh, so that's not really where we meant to end up. No. Um, who else would be good? <laughs> oh, oh I, do I like just want to say. The Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. She's really good in it. Yeah. We saw that in theaters. This will be the third episode in a row I've talked about how much I like Alicia Vikander. <laughs> uh, so yeah, multiple attempts at Laura, Lara, sorry, Lara Croft now. Angelina Jolie ones were pretty big. Those were really pretty big deal. I enjoyed those. I had those on DVD. I watched them a lot. Probably the first Daniel Craig movie I saw. He's in the second one, right? He's in the first one. He's in the first one, right? Yeah, he's in the first one. <laughs> I haven't seen those in ages. I've only seen, I've only played the new video games. That's the only Tomb Raider stuff that I have. Played mm-hmm. the new video games, played the old video yeah. games. Yeah, I had the yeah, original. I played the old ones, didn't watch the old movies. It could be really fun. I feel like all the people we came up with would be, I think, able to carry a sh- movie-esque yeah. like this. Like something that is Indiana Jones-esque. Chris Pine, absolutely. I could absolutely see Michael B. Jordan. It would be really cool to do it with a female lead. So, like, Alicia Vikander is amazing and I think could totally do it. There's definitely others that I'm just not thinking of that would also be awesome. 
Oh, I've seen Sky Captain World of Tomorrow. Sorry. So. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> you, you go. Did you see Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Nope. Ooh. Oh, oh I saw Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I'm not lying, though. I did not see... I didn't even see Gone in 60 Seconds. I've always kind of wanted to, but I never That's actually have. That's a great have. movie. Yeah. Pretty short, too. Yeah. yeah. 60 seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah, you set it up. But <laughs> I know you're supposed to trust your audience, but sometimes <laughs> no one laughed, so I'm glad somebody. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah, Hollywood's frustrating. <laughs> so I guess where we came down on uh, Angelina Jolie's the new Indiana Jones, <laughs> Angelina Jones, and uh, for some reason Cooper Hoffman is the villain. John I, Voight's the villain now because. <laughs> In both in real life and in- <laughs> so we got about an hour out of this. Um, <laughs> and, and sorry to go back into the movie. No, oh yeah, please. Um, <laughs> so the ending scene. Had you seen like even clips or memes of people's faces melting? Yes, off? I've, okay, I've definitely cool. seen the, the melting face meme. Um, I think that's the only part of that though that I've seen. I don't think I've seen anything else about the oh, the no ghost flying around or anything. You know, I don't think I've seen any of that. Sorry. Yeah, I think sometimes I see. A, a gif of them GIF. them tied to the pole yeah. kind of wincing while the things that. are flying I feel like Bird Box might have taken that entire bit. Like, oh, yeah, uh, the, the close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes or forcing somebody to watch. Yeah. Yeah, those gifs I've seen way more of. Um, But yeah, this is a PG movie. And <laughs> I told her that. This this movie exists for preteens to get scarred for life. <laughs> then the, the following year, Spielberg produces Poltergeist, which is also a, a PG Whoa. movie. That was a PG movie. Poltergeist yeah, is PG? With that clown doll? Ugh. That's tough. Stuff, stuff's PG for a while here. Yeah, When's, uh, Jaws. The, someone yeah. knowing PG-13 is installed by MP. Caddyshack is also PG, right? <laughs> oh, we, we had some thoughts on Caddyshack. Um, I feel like... I remembered that there were ghosts and face melting, but I just like had completely blocked it out. Yeah, I must have seen this too young and just like blocked it out entirely. Because yeah. as There's soon as it started, exploding. I was just like, "Holy!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, PG thirteen. PG thirteen doesn't happen until nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yes, so <laughs> big so brother the, installs it. The practical effects are cool in that yeah. bit yeah. with the guy's face melting off that doesn't even look that claymation so no, no I, I said it felt very Tim Burton-y but yeah. yeah definitely there was a guy earlier in the movie that gets shot in the head that has like weird prosthetics on his face and I was literally like why does that guy have clear prosthetics on his face and then he got lit on fire and shot in the head and I was like oh that's why he's just that's wearing why, all the why. squibs and whatever <laughs> yeah depending on what date you go by it's also the same year as the first Evil Dead and that has People oh, yeah. dying and then clay, very like more claymationy yep. kind of, you know, rotting away. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't. It's just really good. I like that it's all different things. The one guy melts, the other guy's head explodes. explodes. Yeah. Scanner style. I was gonna say it's weird that scanners has such like a lockdown on like head explosion gifs and memes when like there's a very more popular movie. Yeah, <laughs> a lot less clean though with the it's, flames with, and stuff. Yes, exactly with the flames. Um. And I guess I mean we could look this up. The ghosts are painted painted onto the strip or something. Yeah, we were wondering how much uh, like green screen stuff was being used in this movie because it seems like they're just on set a lot, yeah. and there's a lot of extras, a lot like, of big sets, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, I had the thought that it felt very similar to the way. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Past looks in Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> and I was like, did they put a bunch of people in like baby oil and make them fly around? And then they filmed it and just put it on here. For Marley and Marley. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. 
But um, I just in general appreciate that majority of this they did they did everything they could like right. the whole scene with the guy like going Har the Harrison Ford guy like stunt double obviously yeah. going under the truck oh, was God, practical so cool. they did that yeah. and then like you can yeah. tell they had to speed it up so it looks like it's going way faster but yeah. like it all happened like that's really cool yeah that leather jacket's a hero for them yes. <laughs> you have to be wearing your leather because yeah. otherwise it's just road rash city so yeah apparently they make Joe Johnston who was a storyboard artist at the time work on that final scene. Uh, a bunch of different artists had come up with some different ideas of how it should look, and they were like, let's say, they just said yes to every idea. <laughs> Someone was like, oh, it should be fire, it should be ghosts, it should be lightning, and they just said, yes, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just looking at this. So some ILMs involved in um, Industrial Light and Magic. That's a George Lucas company also. Uh, it's easy to make fun of George Lucas, but he, of course, also is responsible for most of the innovations in film in the last 50 years. For sure. uh, Kay's right. It's puppets. Yeah, I thought so. Looked like puppets. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because like it's not great. <laughs> but it, it's No. It's, it feels like it fits though. Yeah. Like it's not, they weren't trying I think to make it look super not that ghosts. Right. Yeah. Like there's no set thing they need yeah. to look like. But I do think that they kind of leaned into like, oh, we can just make this like weird and just like wacky. Exactly. Yeah. For it. The transition from like the angel looking thing to like the skull looking yeah. thing very much screamed like uh like old religious cartoon, you know, yeah. like, like and then yeah. they were evil. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I also had the thought of like it felt very haunted mansion-y. Yes, uh, definitely. That's the vibe I got in the end. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was Hitler gonna do with this arc? <laughs> so I that is kind of weird. It as a weapon, it's I a guess. weird MacGuffin. It would be at at sort of the vanguard of the of yeah. the fight and you just go check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I and all the Nazis close their eyes. Yeah. I think I remember um, there being a discussion at one point in my life where people were talking about the biggest MacGuffins in history. And for those that don't know a MacGuffin, it's basically like a vague object that everyone's chasing in a movie. Mm -hmm. Most famously, the Maltese Falcon. Mm -hmm. I guess the whole thing is like they're, the whole plot of the movie is that there's everyone's going after the Maltese Falcon. It's what dreams are made it's of. It's what dreams are made of. Uh, you can watch that for yourself and have a good time. Like um, the such song? a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, hey now. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh the Ark of the Covenant doesn't really like it has it's potent and it has a force to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh we see that get paid off. But yeah, it doesn't it just seems like this vague powerful thing that they want, and it's almost like, why do we want it? It's like because it's the thing that we need. Like mm -hmm. there's no real like there is no real prize. Like, well, Hitler's gonna just like you said, like this is gonna yep. throw this on the front lines and it's gonna obliterate everybody. I mean, in actuality, majority of the stuff that the archaeologists for the Nazis were doing was looking for ways to prove that the Germans were the like master race. Yeah. So they were gonna use whatever they found to kind of propaganda basically say, like, oh, this proves that we're the best in yeah. some way. Which again, it doesn't quite make sense why you would want something that then would have significance for the Jewish people, yeah. but like, I guess the, they would have couched it as like, Oh, <laughs> the Jews say that this was theirs, but it yeah. really looks like, right. look at this. It's yeah. old German. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we opened this thing and it said Hitler was right. <laughs> don't, don't cut that. No, <laughs> don't no. cut my voice. Well, see. <laughs> um, man. Yeah. Good movie. I'm glad Hitler didn't win this time. <laughs> I just love adventure. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It's just fun. There's some quips, some jokes. Yep. A little dash of romance. <laughs> Eat some popcorn, have a Coke. Yep. America. Watch a really <laughs> w- look at a really sweaty Coke on a on a screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah, we barely talked about there. Yeah, every scene in this is like, oh, we could spend ten minutes talking yeah. about how how they do that and this is fun fact or whatever. But uh, yeah, I like the Well of Souls when they're down there with yeah. the snakes. It's iconic. That's yeah. the most like you can tell Uncharted. Like the people who made the Uncharted games just saw that one thing where it's like, oh, we're gonna knock over the door because there's clearly something behind yep. it because snakes are coming out of the wall. And there's just you like have to yeah, climb up a thing exactly. Then, yeah. You can climb up a thing and kick a thing through a thing. And it's like okay, Uncharted <laughs> just took that and did it four hundred times yeah. and made a billion dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's all the Uncharted games are, and it's great. Not dissing them, mm-hmm. but. And the whole boulder thing at the beginning, like that's in so many video games. Yeah. Like if it's an adventure game, you probably have a part where you have to run from a boulder or you have to time it so you don't get hit yeah. by a boulder. Or there's something chasing you down and you're running at the screen. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Say, so there's actually a game I really liked for the original Xbox that's an Indiana Jones game that I believe is unconnected from any of the movies hmm. uh, or disconnected is, would be the proper game here. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. And, you know, he fights <laughs> Nazis or whatever. <laughs> He tries to steal some some artifacts that are important to some religion, put them in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> the new one I don't think has a name yet, but it is slated for 2023, so we'll hope oh, so. Um, Spielberg, for his part, we didn't talk too much about Spielberg in this one, but that's okay. We got all of Big Steve Summer to talk Big about Steve him. Summer. Big Steve Summer. Um, <laughs> He has a new movie coming out this year called The Fablemans that is loosely based on his own upbringing. Paul Dano's playing his dad character. Oh. Uh, I think Michelle Williams is in it too. It's supposed to be really good. I thought his uh, West Side Story was really awesome I last saw year. I want to watch that. I think it's I on do HBO. Want to watch we it. should watch that. It is. On, it's it's really I good. Super well. It's super well directed. Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird he, agreements thing. I think it's been on both. I don't know which one's yeah. on right now. Disney Plus has a, a few that I'm just like, why is this on here? But it's like, yeah. kind of makes sense, but it's also yeah. on another major streaming thing. Excited to talk. I'm excited for Fablemans. It seems like yeah. it's going to be really good. And Dano back in Oscar Contenders is fun. Yeah. We were we were playing Herd Mentality the other day, which is a board game where you basically try to get the... You try to answer like the most popular thing. And one of the questions was name a Spielberg movie. So like the whole point was that you're supposed to name a movie by Spielberg that everyone else in the room yep. would also say. Yep. Uh, and I remember there was one girl that we're friends with that was like, I don't, you know, she doesn't, she's not a movie buff. So she was like, I don't know. And she still, I think she guessed Jaws like, and just got it right. She like knew who's like, she knows who Spielberg is, but she just doesn't, you know, she wasn't, yeah, but I it's think like, I said Jaws too. he's just so pervasive in like yeah. media. Oh, like, yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. like yeah. to just be able movie. to guess like, I don't know what's a big movie from like the latter 20th century. And just, you're probably going to hit Spielberg. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, the four we're doing this month, cause I haven't mentioned it yet. We're doing, obviously we just did Raiders of the Lost Ark. This won't be in chronological order like the last couple, but mm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws, E.T., and Jurassic Park, which are all like five years apart, almost like perfectly. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, yeah Jurassic Park's ninety three, but the other ones are all it's like a couple of years of each other. It was like ET's what eighty six earlier because we, we just had this that? conversation. Oh, I think it's okay. eighty two. I want to say it's like eighty two. Right? I think it's the wow, next year. Really? So I think I guess Drew Barrymore is like five. So yeah, yeah. this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's so ET's the next year eighty two. The next year after this, Jaws is seventy five. Uh, yep. Uh, Jurassic Park 93, so that's a hell of an 18 years. 
God. And just how much filmmaking changes and how much Spielberg is pushing it forward. Yeah. This movie is fantastic. On letterboxd.com, you can look up late two the movies. That's the number two. And you can find, I uh, take note of every movie we do and put in our ratings. So on a one to five scale of your mm-hmm. choosing, uh, going by half numbers if you need to, mm-hmm. what would you rate this movie? Anyone can jump in. 4.5 whip cracks out of five. I don't like the animal deaths, but everything else is great. Okay. <laughs> Which. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably I'm I'm I I don't know. I want to say five out of five because I really like this movie. It's what it is. It's great. So I'm gonna say five out of five uh, snakes. (laughs) Gotta be snakes. It's always snakes. Yeah, gotta be five stars. Snakes. Five stars. Why did it have to be five stars? (laughs) I'm gonna go five Alfred Molina back tarantulas out of five. Yeah, this is a fiver for me too, um, which will put us at what, like four point eight three or something. I can't. Too many animals. I don't care totally that the monkey good. was a Nazi, and you can take that out of context. <laughs> they didn't actually kill the animals, though. No, I know that monkey well, was he a very kill the snakes. He put no, gas no, like on in real life. Like oh, the, in real life. The- sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like he. They were Harrison Ford didn't even know they were I filming. Indiana Jones didn't kill. The, that was uh, just his life. Yeah. Harrison Ford was like, I'm a bunch of fucking snakes and. Give me the gasoline. Well, you what? switch yeah. the samples <laughs> so you could make pervasive. <laughs> so you could fill a room with asps. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's what's funny? <laughs> There's no nothing's funny. Uh, this is gonna be a five for me. Also, this one's got five. I mean, rolling boulders is right there. Mm-mm. But not funny. <laughs> Poison darts. Not uh, funny. Um, hand medallion wounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gonna do something funny. But I think bold. None of us did boulders. You gotta hang out the boulders in there. <laughs> so I'm gonna go five boulders. <laughs> what a great movie! Oh my god! Just yeah. top to bottom, great movie. Just fun. If you go through that movie and you don't have a good time, stop watching the <laughs> <laughs> Then you suck. Yeah, it's a really good length, too, because I was yeah. like, in my head, I was like, this has got to be like four hours. And Ben was like, no, it's like less than two. I was yeah. like, oh, great. 155. It's so epic. They got so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, the boat stuff is not as memorable as the rest of it, just because there is a lot of transit to get from mm-hmm. Cairo to the island off of Crete. It was supposed to be an island near Crete. Yeah. Okay. They pick up the arc like an hour into it, though. You know, like there, that move, this yeah. movie is moving. Yeah. 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 It just it moves the, we didn't even talk about it, but I love the plane on the map. Yep. Anytime there's a plane on the map, I go, yep. <laughs> there it goes. Yep. <laughs> the plane looks cool. It's, uh... That's all stuff they made like miniatures of and filmed, and then yep. it looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Same thing as uh, Sleepless in Seattle. I like that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like that. Big Steve Summer. The joke originally made more sense, but I think the nonsense is funnier. Mm-hmm. So we're going Big Steve Summer on this one. Up next is, I think it should be E.T. next week. And uh, then the other ones I mentioned after that, if you want to follow us on Instagram, good news, you can. Late to the movies underscore podcast. That's the number two. Same deal with the Gmail. Late to the movies at gmail.com. You can rate, review, follow the star is up on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, a friend of mine who doesn't like to use Spotify anymore 
said I should mention that you can just Google the podcast and listen through Google. Huh. I think that's technically Google Podcast, but like literally, just go to Google, type in this show. You can just hit play. There. Yeah, you just, just take a little bit of Google like bandwidth away. Just <laughs> yeah, get you can just do it. Yeah, uh, Pod Beans. There, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Dun, penny whistle. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 I like that your body goes back and forth with the. It's really hard not to. Um, Yeah, if I do it for more than ten seconds, I pass out. Yeah. (laughs)